are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're living in a moment in time where many seem, it just seems to me, as you do your journey throughout the week, whether you're at a store or a place of business or the post office, getting a cup of coffee, whatever you do, we're living in a moment where it seems like many have had their smile removed. You can't even see the smile. The smiles were moved. The songs in the church have been silenced. The spirit of so many people has been broken. The sanctuary, the building is empty. The schools are closed. That's exactly the same environment that Haggai found, found himself. Things were shut down. For 15 years, they had started a project in the book of Ezra, and for 15 years, the rule came down for government, you cannot build. And for 15 years, they stopped building. There the foundation lay. The spirit of the people had transferred from Godward to manward. In fact, they were doing well personally. Look with me, if you would, in chapter one, and um, the verse number two, thus saith the Lord of hosts, this people say, the people say, the time has not come that the time that the Lord's house should be built. You've been waiting 15 years. What do you mean it's not time? Verse number three, then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet saying, it is time. I love that statement. It is time. It is time to get the economy going. It's time to open the church house. It's time to remove governors that are anti-God. It is time, it is time, it is time. And then he said, here's the problem. Verse number three, verse four. Ye dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lieth waste. A sealed house is a house that had beautiful wainscot coverings. Was, they just did it with beautiful woodwork. And, and God says in verse five, consider your ways. He said, you've sown much, but you bring it little. You eat, but have not enough. You drink, but are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's none warm. And he that earneth wages, wages, uh, earneth wages uh, to put in a bag of holes. God says, consider your ways. Go to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. God said, get busy, get back to work, get back to soul winning, get back to prayer, get back to porch visits, get back to tithing, get back to serving. You look for much and it came to little. When you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why? saith the Lord of hosts, because, are you listening, Gavin Newsom? Because my house is waste, and ye run every man to his own house. We have, we have our own things. Mr. Governor, God bless you, you have your wine orchards, or whatever you call them. You have your beautiful new house that's been given to you. But what about God's house? And so God introduces in this chapter, four groups of people. 
He introduces the prophet, Haggai. He introduces the political leader, that, that uh, being Zerubbabel. He introduces the high priest, Joshua. He introduces the people, the four-letter P's, and you'll find them constantly through this book. Look for the people. Look for the prophet. Look for the political leader. And, 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 and look, look for uh, the priest, and you'll find that they're there. So as Brother Bertram read to us, he says verse number two of chapter two, and he get, includes all four groups. And they said, who, verse three, is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? How do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison as nothing? And verse four is our text. Yet, now, there's two words. I'd like you to read those two words with me today in verse number four of chapter number two. Yet, now, two words, say it together, be strong. Now, I didn't hear you, so you honk your horn if you're saying it. Now, the Bible says, yet, now, here it is, be strong. He says, Zerubbabel, I want you to be Mr. Political Man. I want you to be strong, saith the Lord. And two more words, try it again. Again, we find, and be strong. Oh, Joshua, the high priest. And he says it again, and ready? Be strong, all the people of the land saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you. God wants us to be strong. They were wrapped up in themselves for 15 years, building their houses, having their jobs involved, and God says, I'm gonna put holes in your bags so your money runs out, I'm gonna blow upon your riches, and I'm gonna make sure that you get back to priority. I wonder if that's what COVID's about. God never allows something without a purpose. Stop, stop, stop. You're complaining, you're murmuring, you're griping. God is doing something. God's people had become complacent. They became wrapped up in yourself and they, and they sat in their sealed houses and God raised up Haggai, a prophet, and he said, let's get back to the Lord's work. May I say today, don't let circumstances take your song, your spirit, and take what God is doing in your life. Don't let a health director take your song, your spirit. Don't let the fires of California take your song and your spirit, amen. Don't let the governor take your spirit. Don't let liberalism take your spirit. We, we, we cannot live as our lives in a weak day. We need to three times, he said it in one verse, be strong, be strong, be strong. This is not a weak day. This is not an anemic day. This is a strong day. Fathers, be strong. Daddies, be strong. Don't be moping around and murmuring around and laying around and all discouraged. Mothers, be strong. This is a day for strong mothers. School teachers, be strong. Pastor, be strong. Deacons, be strong. Members, be strong. Paul wrote to Timothy, 
2 Timothy 2, 1. My son, be strong in the Lord. Where is your strength today? Some is in your anger toward COVID. Some is in your upset murmuring spirit about all that's happening in our area and in the nation and the world. Most media are just angry all the time. And consequently, they cannot bring strength into you. Mother, you have a job to build strength and strong character in the lives of your children today. Pastor, you have a responsibility. Joshua was told by God in Joshua 1.6, be strong and very courageous. He said it several times in chapter one and then you get to the last verse, I think it's verse 18, where the people said, okay, Joshua, Moses, thy servant is dead. We're gonna give our hearts to you. The only thing we ask of you, verse 18, chapter one, Joshua, be very strong and very courageous. I want you to pray that our staff would be strong and courageous, that this church would be strong and courageous. This is not depression time. Yes, the smile has been removed in the area. Yes, the schools are shut down. But God, God has some things that are eternal that will never be shut down. May I tell you what they are by way of introduction? Salvation is forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can, you can uh, martyr us, but you cannot take our salvation away from us. Our names, if we've been saved, are written in the Lamb's book of life. They're safe in heaven, and I'm a Christian, and I know God. You cannot take my salvation. I want to tell you something else. The day I got saved, when I got saved, God did something for me as he did for you. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he placed within me the Holy Spirit of God. And John in chapter number 14 says, Behold, I send you a, a, the comforter, and he, the Bible says, shall abide with you forever. Forever. My salvation is forever. The Spirit of God that dwells within me is forever. I don't care what Hitler says, or Mussolini says, or Lenin says, or Nazism says, or socialism says, or communism says, or the governor says, or the health director says, or any political leader says, or the Supreme Court says, I have the Holy Spirit forever living within me. I have salvation forever. You cannot take it from me. You know, our salvation and the Holy Spirit lived through the Great Depression and he came through and the World War II and World War I and the Civil War and it came through the Spanish flu epidemic in 19, uh, 1918 and friend, my salvation is secure. The Spirit of God is secure. My Savior is secure. 13, verse five, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm secure in my Savior. I'm secure in my Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. I'm secure in my salvation. I'm secure in the Scriptures. Hitler would take those Bibles, go house to house, 
and gather the Bibles and burn them in the public square. But may I say this, Hitler did not know as later he committed suicide. Hitler did not know forever, O Lord, forever, O Lord, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It lives on. Oh, thank God for the scriptures. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for the spirit of God. Thank God for my savior. By the way, the sanctuary, though we're not in the building, this is God's people. For upon this rock, I will build my church, listen to this, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Make whatever rule, make whatever law you want, but the church of Jesus Christ is alive and it's well. Now Paul says, be strong. This is not a day to murmur. This is not a day to complain. It's not a day of hopelessness. It's not a day of anger. It's not a day of discouragement. It's not a day where we just uh, double, double guess everything in life. It's a day to be strong. God's people, the pastor, the people of God must be strong. The Bible says, Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, I take pleasure in infirmities. My body, he says, weak in reproaches and necessities. Daily provision, he said, if it's not taken care of, I take pleasure in that, in persecution and in distresses. Why? Because when I am weak, then am I strong. A person cannot become strong until he become weak, and weakness deals with the fact I must come to the end of myself. I must dethrone Jack Trever. I must allow myself to decrease, and I must allow him to increase. Where's your effort been? I can tell you I'm not necessarily the best Christian in all the world like everybody thinks I might be. I try. But I know this. I know that my time these one weeks has been more in this book than ever before. And I know I've been on my knees more than I've ever been in the past. And I know I'm praying out to God. And I know I want to deny self and flesh. And I want him to be lifted up. And I know he's still on the throne. And I know God's going to bring us through this Red Sea journey. I know he will. Be strong, be strong. Isaiah 40, 31, that they that wait upon the Lord. We don't like to wait. Well, let's go do so. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Strength, strength to be strong comes by waiting upon the Lord, not a bull in a china closet. Be strong in the Lord. Philippians 4, 13. You know the verse, Paul said it. Said it from a jail cell. He said, I, I like these two words, can do. I can do all things through Christ. It's not who weakens me, who strengthens me. I read with intrigue this past week on my phone about Woody Williams. You may have read about him as well. Woody fought at Iwo Jima, 1945, he had four gunners around him and two of them died in that four-hour battle. He was remarkably used of God. He said, on that day, though I wasn't a Christian, he turned 97 last Friday, born the same year my dad was born. And Woody said, I wasn't a Christian. But I saw in the battles of World War II, 
He said, I came to the point I realized there was divine intervention. I went home from the war. My wife would take our two girls. She was a Christian to church every Sunday. Every Easter, he says, it got me a little bit angry. She would not only invite me to go to church with our two girls, she'd buy them a brand new white dress every Easter Sunday for little girls generally used to always wear white dresses. He said, it frustrate me. I was a drinker. A good man, a good father, but I was a drinker. I smoked. I was not a Christian. I did not go to church. He said, I was so full of pride. He said, I did not want to go to church. I didn't need God. He said, I suffered with nightmares from that battle of 1945 through the end of the 40s and the 50s. And he said, on Easter of 1960, my wife said, Woody, go with me to church on Sunday and the girls. They're growing up and you will have missed it. He said, that Sunday, reluctant and not really excited about it, I went with my wife and Brother Martinez. They sent me four rows back. He sings the famous song, Five Rows Back. And he says, as a preacher preached on that Easter Sunday morning, I came under deep, deep conviction. 1960. He said, in these 67 years, God has changed my life. He said, I, I walked forward that morning during what is called an invitation. I asked Jesus Christ to be my personal Savior. You're asking me, he's been in the White House, he's been a recipient of many honors and, and medals. And he said, I want to tell you something. What happened that day on Easter of 1960, Woody Williams came to the end of himself. He who thought he was so strong realized how weak he was, but he realized how strong God is. And on that day, I was born again. Ladies and gentlemen, there's strength in Jesus Christ. Do you know him? He changed his life. He became strong in the Lord. Stop trying to battle whatever your battle is. It may not be COVID. It may be your marriage. It may be your children. It may be your finances. It may be your health. Stop trying to fight that battle in your own weak flesh. Fight it in the strength of the Lord. The 12 spies went out to look at that promised land that God had promised. They came back and they thought they were bringing facts. Facts were like grasshoppers. Facts, they're going to eat us alive. Facts, there are giants in the land. But they were not bringing facts back. They were bringing circumstances back. And don't spin your life from what you think are the facts unless they are the facts. But most people are deciding, I'm going to spend my life from circumstance. I'm not happy. I'm not pleased. I'm not encouraged. I'm upset. I don't like it. And may I say today, those are the circumstances. 
Why are you fighting the circumstances so much when God says that he is able to do exceeding abundantly all that we ask or think? Do you notice that three times in this text he says, be strong, be strong, be strong. This is not a weak day. This is a strong day for God's people. We're living in a weak moment in history. But every generation has. Every generation has faced people. Oh, but it's never been like this. Why don't you ask the World War II veterans what it was like? They're not alive, but why don't you ask World War I? Very few are alive, but why don't you ask the Great Depression people? Why don't you ask those men that went off to Vietnam? Why don't you ask those that had the Spanish flu and millions died? Why don't you ask those that have faced situations that you have never faced? Why don't you ask a mother who's had her son murdered as so many will this weekend in Chicago be murdered and in Philadelphia? Why don't you ask a mother how that feels? Why don't you, why don't you just sort of go ahead and think that it's, it, you're not the only one in life that's faced problems? Well, nothing like COVID, exactly it. But there are things that are even greater than COVID. I'm not trying to take away from the loss of any life. What's your battle today? You're going to have to be strong. I don't have any money. Well, then get another job, but be strong in the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Well, I don't have any hope. Well, then you're going to have to get hope. You take your hopelessness and get hope in Jesus Christ because there is hope in Him. Get out. Get away from yourself. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been betrayed. Well, join the crowd. If you live long enough, you're going to be betrayed many times in life. Here's what I'm calling you today, men and women, God's people, those that are watching. I'm going to ask you to be strong. One, stop the negativity. Two, stop the murmuring. Three, stop the hopelessness. Four, stop the despair. And I ask you to fill that void and fill that emptiness that you're going to have. Speak strong. Speak strong. Act strong. Live strong. Be strong. Because it's up to you. Hey, governor. Governor. So the prophet said, will you be strong? And the governor said, I like what the people said, chapter 1, verse 14. The remnant of the people, they came and did work in the house of the Lord of hosts. They were presented with a problem. The people, the politician, the priest, and the prophet, they all saw an opportunity. And with that opportunity that had been sitting dormant for 15 years, they said it's not time, but a man of God, one voice stood up and said, it is time. I want God's people today to leave here and say, I'm leaving here strong. By the grace of God, I want to be strong. Let's bow for prayer. Father, I pray that we leave here with an attitude that we're not going to be weak, but we're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Lord, our strength does not come from politics. It does not come from our own abilities. It comes from Thee. And I pray that I would be stronger today than I've ever been in my life, dedicated to Thee, trusting You, believing You. Lord, my message last Sunday night, it helped me so much. I want to put my trust in You. 
I don't want to put my confidence in my flesh. I see every week how my flesh fails. I see it so vividly. It, you, I demonstrated how weak my flesh is. But Lord, I want to claim John 3.30 that I must decrease. But Lord, you must increase. May every man and every woman and every leader and every follower may this today say, I want to be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Oh, may we be strong. Our heads are bowed. My message is two words this morning. Be strong. Be strong. When you have no strength, be strong in God. God's stronger than you. God could send an earthquake. God will send an earthquake. God could send a storm. God could send the blessings. God can make it so that you make money and you put the money in a bag and the holes come and it just runs right through your bag, your hands, your fingers, and you lose it all. Oh, friend, don't, put, don't trust in your money. Don't trust in your ability. Don't trust in your smarts. I have learned of more people, and perhaps this may happen to me in a short time, I don't know. So I'm not making fun of it. My parents both suffered with it. But I've watched people that were so had such great ability that it seemed like overnight it was dementia or Alzheimer's. It was so powerful and they became so weak, so suddenly, so quickly. I want you to know today, I want you to know today that Christ is the answer. I want you to know that Christ is our hope. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.